Hello, and welcome back to the Panemius Within podcast. Um, so in our first uh, five episodes, in our search, you know, as we discussed our search for depth or search for Panemius and Yiddishkeit, so we, we've been engaged primarily in, in Hakdamas and prerequisites and things that we need to examine sort of before we examine uh, the specifics of most of the specifics of our Messiah. So far, I think if I would classify, we answered three important questions, or as I like to call them, permission slips for adults. And that is, you know, a person when trying to, you know, maybe the person's 30 years old, 33, 25, I don't know, whatever it is, a person starts to examine the things that they that they thought they understood or are realizing they don't. There's a few important questions, a few important issues I feel that are, are that it's necessary to get out of the way. And that's what I tried to address. For example, one question is, is it okay for me to feel that I don't understand? The second question I think we were addressing was, is it important to delve in deeper into our Yiddishkeit to find Sipuk? Is it important to find Sipuk? How important is it? Maybe I should just keep slogging. And, and a third question is, you know, why am I different than earlier people? Why do I need to engage in this deeper search? Why don't I just keep going the way, you know, my my parents don't seem to be talking about these questions. You know, those were the three questions, and and we answered them. The first question of is it okay for me to feel that I don't understand? Is it okay for me to confront um, the 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 of my Yiddishkeit and ask myself if I really understand them? And we answered that it is okay. It's okay to have a Yitzhar. It's okay to not understand things. But the main point is is that the only way to deal with not understanding something is by saying, "Hey, look, I don't understand it." Right? It's, it's just the only practical way to deal with it. The second, uh, the, in response to the second question, as if it's, is it important to find Sipak in our Yiddishkeit? Is it important to delve deeper and to find this? Or maybe we should just keep slogging along, right? We talked about the pleasure um, that, you know, in Avaidus Hashem as a fundamental concept of, of the world and how Hashem created the world and how we're able to grow, um, how, how we work. Um, and the third question about why we need to engage in this and to give ourselves permission to engage in the search, which seems to some people might seem like, like, what am I doing? Why do I need to do this? Um, and the answer was, is that we're missing essential foundations, right? We are different. And not only are we different and we're weaker, we said, we're missing essential foundations. We don't have the loving relationship with Hashem in order to be able to hear, handle the uh, the harsher elements, right? Those are the, the things we said. So that's a little bit of the structure of what we've done so far. And I want to now give another Another important point, another hagdama, another thing that needs to be spoken out, I think, that a person needs to realize or is helpful for a person realizes uh, as he engages on a deeper search into uh, into his Yiddishkeit, into his Messiah. And the question really is like this, is as a person begins to ask questions and to explore deeper, there's there's a, a, frustra a frustrating impediment, potentially, something that I've, uh, I've uh, discovered. Um, I mean, other people may feel it, may not have uh, actually articulated it, but, you know, one of the most important aspects of having a Rebbe versus uh, learning out of Svarim, right? Why can't we just learn out of Svarim? What do we need a Rebbe for? And the answer is as follows, and you'll see how why, how this relates to the impediment in a second. If you would go ask an Adam Gadol, a Shiloh. I don't know, go back, uh, go back 50 years, go ask from Aaron Cutler a Shiloh, go ask from Desler a Shiloh, go ask, go ask anyone a Shiloh of, of, of priorities, right? I have this mitzvah I could be doing, or this mitzvah, you know, um, it's a very specific issue, I can say I have to stay home with my wife, I could go learn, what should I do, right? 
but you'll get your answer. Now, do you think that if you would learn Mishnah of Aaron, or you would learn Rav Dessler, you would learn, I don't know, Achia, do you think you would necessarily know how to answer that very subtle question of priorities in Yiddishkeit? How the two things play off of each other when chesed takes precedence over learning, when tefillah takes precedence over chesed. You, you think you'd know that from learning their farm? And the answer is, it's uh, very doubtful. It's very doubtful, right? There's many reasons for that. First of all, the svarim, many svarim are just collections of shmuzin. So they're not written to be a comprehensive uh, uh, description of Yiddishkeit. So that makes it especially hard. And and also there's so much that's communicated between a Rebbe and a Talmud that's not going to be in a safer. So much happens through interaction. Even, even shmuzin, even sitting and listening to shmuzin, it's, it's not enough to respond to the need to explain the priorities of Yiddishkeit throughout all, um, as, as it relates to many different aspects of our lives. It's not presented definitely in Sfarim and even in Shmuzin. Yiddishkeit is not presented as a step one, step two. It's not a science, it's not given over in a scientific way. A person who has a relationship with a Rebbe for a long time, suddenly he starts to learn about priorities and hierarchies of value and how this is more important than that and how you know, learning is more important than that when it comes to this and chesed and family and all these things. This comes out over a long period of time. It comes out when you ask Shilas, right? I have a specific example is I heard Shmuz my whole life from Irish Shiva. And I spoke to him about many things. And I had a Shiloh once about going to my grandmother's Levi was in Irish Yisrael. And I had family members who were going. I could go. I was going to have to miss an entire week of Kailal. We were doing smicha. It was really going to mess me up in my learning. And Shiva used to say, you know, err on the side of, you should always err on the side of Limar Atari. used to say it from the Briska Rav. And so I called him, assuming that the answer was going to be, don't go to Arat Yisrael. It's going to take a really long time. It's going to be hard. But his response was, Hakar uh, for a grandmother, you know, it's, it's, that's something very important. You should try really hard to go. And that was, that was mind opening for me. That he, I, I discovered a facet. Of, of 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 a system of priorities that I, I didn't know before, right? There's a, there's a, there's a hierarchy of values in Yiddishkeit. There's there's priorities. There's things that take precedence over other, other things, and it's not easy to figure out. So, you know, when we're talking about we're trying to go examine Yiddishkeit, a person wants to examine his Messiah, It's hard to track things down. You'll learn a safer, and you'll get a piece here, and you get a piece there. But the real cunts is putting it all together in one picture that's not just like, you know, I, I learned this concept, I learned that concept. It's like, but how does it play out? Every single thing when you learn it on its own seems like the most important thing. And sometimes a safer is the schmoozin or the svarm is written in response to a specific thing. You know, if you learn, open up Sifsei Chaim, learn, open up Mishnah of Iron, I don't know, Mishnah of Iron talks about a lot of things. You think you'd really understand the emphasis on Lima Tar just from learning Mishnah of Iron? I don't I, I find it highly doubtful. Um, and so as we, as, we, as we try to start our search and try to examine our Messiah, it's frustrating because, we, first of all, we don't always have the access um, to our BAM that we want. And the Svarim don't always have the answers. But it's, a frustrating, it's a frustrating thing, and it's an important thing to recognize that we can't necessarily come up with a complete picture or even a close to a complete picture uh, simply by just examining things on our own. And what makes things even harder is, is that <laughs> the description of everything you learn any safer, everything's described as the aside hadavar, the aside of chesed, the aside of tyra, the aside of uh, of of ms. Everything's the aside, the aside, the aside, and 
And it can be maddening. I'm a particularly black and white person. I'm like, wait a minute, this can't be the Yosite because you said that was the Yosite. So which one is the Yosite? And it, and it drives you a little crazy. I finally found in the book, Bridging the Gap, um, by Rav Leichter, who was a Talmud of uh, Roba, Rav Leichter's Talmud. He wrote, he wrote at the beginning, he said, the Bali Musar describe everything, different things as the Yasaid Hadavar to create a spilus, to make it sound, uh, you know, that a person should take it very seriously. He said, we're going to do that throughout the book, but don't be scared off of one time we say something's the Yasaid when we said something else is the Yasaid, um, because neither one necessarily is the Yasaid. We're just trying to create, a, you know, a, an impactful way of saying it. And I was like, oh, where were you when I was in 10th grade? You know, every time I, I was that guy, you hear Shmuel's like, what do you mean? How could you say that's the most important thing? You said that was the most important thing. And, and this really goes back as far as, as the Gemara. Ramchal in his Maimar al he says that one of the ways that Agarita is, is hidden from us is, is that they'll say a statement and they won't tell us the limiting factors, the Tanayim. It says, They'll say something as an absolute statement and it's really not an absolute statement. It said it's meant to be with, with specific Tanayim in specific instances. I, I think the classic example, even though it's not the, it's not the, it's actually in a, in a Pasuk, a beautiful example of this type of idea is, um, is the Gemara in Brachis, um, the Gemara in Brachis on Daf, uh, on Daf Samach, Amad Aleph, right? That uh, a Talmud of Rabbi Yishmol bin Rabbi Yaisi was walking the marketplace and he saw that he was nervous and he said to him, you shouldn't be nervous, it's an Avera. And so the Talmud said, what do you mean? A person is praiseworthy is a person who is always afraid. And so he said, Amrlai, his, his Rabbi said back, who be divertereksev? Right, so he came across a pasuk, and the pasuk said, "I she should be afraid." And he said, "Oh, okay, so I'm going to be afraid from now on." And the answer was, "No, no, that was only by by Dibre Terror. So you know, and there's a famous Misa. Uh, so you know, you come across a you come across a statement in Chazal, you come across a statement in a Sefer, and it sounds like it's absolute, but really it's not absolute. It was meant in a very specific instance, and so it's very confusing as you try to extrapolate a, a, a practical uh, hashkafa, a practical way of life." from things that don't spell out exactly what they're talking about. There's a mice with the chazanish. Someone came to him and said, the Gemara says, how could you deal with the tzuyinim in some area? You know, the, the Gemara says, or, you know, you can't associate with a, with a Russia. And the chazanish says, I can find you 10 other Gemaras which say punk fakir. Meaning that that's, it's sometimes that's true. You don't know when it's true. You have to be a bigger Talmud Chacham to know when these things are true. So, you know, we we learn these things. And they're filled with seeming contradictions. And it can be, it can be very, con, very confusing. It's not, the kunst of, of learning, of, of really figuring out hashkafa is not learning the independent things. It's putting it into the big picture. And that's really where an Adam Gadol comes in, is having that big picture. The, uh, uh, the useful metaphor I have that I've come up with for looking at hashkafa and Maser and all these things is that you can learn each thing on its own. And when you zoom in, it's like it's one word on a page. You look at the Indian of Chesed. You look at the Indian of Tyra. You look at the Indian of Tefillah. When it's on its own page, it's absolutely beautiful. It's huge. It's it's the only word on the page, and it's and it's it's everything. It's diamonds. It's gold. It's whatever you want to talk about. But the problem is, is the re, the, the reality of how that works. The reality of how it fits into Terra is more about more like a word cloud, right? A word cloud is where you ever see those pictures. It's like a it's like a jumble of words on a page, 
in different, like in a whole like different shape, like in a circle or something. And some words are bigger, some words are bolder, right? It's it's used in, in advertising and stuff like that, right? So every word, every concept entire on its own is 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 Lenetzach and it's 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 a huge on its own. But when it fits into a broader picture, when it fits in a word cloud, it might be smaller than a different word, right? And and it's it's the, the kunst is knowing where it fits into the bigger picture. Yes, chesed is the most important thing. Yes, learning is the most important thing. Everything on its own is the most important thing, and it's the insight, and it's and you know, and I'm sure you could tie it back into everything, and everything goes back into Hashem, right? But the point is, where does it play out practically when you stick it in with all the other words? When you stick it right, you know, it feels the most important thing. Okay, well, how does that line up against uh, helping your wife out at home? Oh, feel a bit deeper. What? That's the most important thing. Helping your wife out at home. It's the most important thing. Well, what happens when they come up against each other? That's the real cunts. Um, and, and, and perhaps next week uh, we'll talk about uh, the, the fact that there's different ways, perhaps, to even fit things into the word cloud. We'll talk about that next week. But for this week, another hakdama. Right? We talked about the different hakdamas we have to delving into our into the depth of our messiah, the depths of Yiddishkeit, the depth of Hashkafa. It's just, there's no, I don't have a real answer for this, but it's important to recognize this difficulty. It requires a lot of hard work. It's not simple. You can't just open up Sfarim and just figure it all out, but it can help us avoid frustration and being misled. And perhaps it emphasizes uh, the need for a Rebbe. Um, you know, that we're not good. You can't just figure it all out on through, uh, through, um, you know, just, just quick, quick searching. It requires a long time to fit things in. And I think that just being aware of the difficulty itself can help and help us avoid the maddening frustration of everything in the world being described as the most important thing in the world and every concept seeming to be the most important on their own.